It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. This show is Mike Babchik and his friends wrapping up the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Through the mind of one sick, vile, deranged human being. And that's being kind. The week is over. And this is Mike Babchik's Morning After. Morning after. Now, here is everyone's morning after regret, Mike Babchik. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchik's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz has been non-existent. The show has been critically crapped on the show that is still here. For now, so let me, the level loser from Morning Man, the guy you know, and... Uh, no. God, you through the week that was. On Channel 82, you've been guzzling down all the programming. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I have the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, my friends. It's uh, more, more clips, clips, more clips, more clips, more clips. More clips, clips. More clips. That's yeah. over. Don't be so aggressive. <laughs> More clips up. as we're joined by my friends Louis Gold and Brittany Smith, Hello. the producers of uh, Morning Man and the producers of Babchicks Morning After. For now. For, for now. now. Oh boy, Britt loves that for now. She <laughs> would love to get off this program. Eddie Erickson will be joining us for his weekly segment. The following segment after this one. What a tease. <laughs> Don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchicks Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. And I do mean anywhere. Anywhere. Yes, that's right. Anywhere. Even while betting on soccer games during the day for the World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Brent, that's a good one there. As uh, we have been gambling on the soccer action during the day. Anyone who says soccer is boring, Boring. put a $100 bet on the game. And then it won't (laughs) be boring anymore. It'll be fun to watch. First of all, it's the perfect time. 10 in the morning. I mean, it's a great time to bet on a game. Then it's like 2 in the afternoon. Yeah, you got the acting left and right with everybody crying foul. I find that entertaining. I love when the guy goes right. down and then you go, oh my God, oh my leg. And then no one touched your leg. How like, is that actually entertaining? Did. It's comical. It's just I funny. I think it's funny. USA, of course, advanced to the knockout round. So will you continue betting on soccer after the World Cup? Like, will you bet on like the Euro League or will you start betting on MLS soccer when it comes back? I'm an American. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> soccer right. sucks. Right. Soccer exactly sucks. my point. But the actual World Cup tournament is awesome. I'm not a fan of soccer. I'm a fan of a tournament that I could gamble on. We had USA and Iran. We had Christian Pulisic, who was sacrificing his nuts, his family jewels. I mean, he won't have kids anymore, but he got a goal in the World Cup. Can we have can we have you can we have said penis? Would that have killed anybody? He put his penis on the line for America. Would you be willing to do that, Louis no. Gold? Maybe I'd give up one nut. Maybe. For America. Yeah, maybe one, one nut. For a peaceful America. time of yeah. America. Now, Brit's fiance, Brit has already taken his penis. He's got I mean, he's got one use for it, but I mean, we all know who's running the show uh, no doubt. over there. So I mean, of course. But, but did he give it up for America? This was the biggest win for the USA against Iran since Hulk Hogan beat Iron Cheek. Or, or is it since Bob Backlund? beat Iron Sheik. It's Hogan. It's 100% Hogan. It was Hogan's first championship victory. He was the first man to ever get out of the camel clutch. When Hulk Hogan got out of that camel clutch and dropped that leg and got the 1-2-3 pin, Hulk Hogan, he never lost to Iron Sheik ever. Let me tell you something, brother. He went five (laughs) straight years without losing to Iron Sheik. One of the biggest streaks in American professional sports 
history. Don't tell me about the soccer team beating Iran. It's Hulk Hogan beating Iron Sheik. So not Cal Ripken for a streak. No. No. You know, not means nothing. You know what? I actually can't think of any other streaks of sports. <laughs> I can't think of one other streak. So, so our streaks are overrated. Uh, you know what? That's it. Streaks are overrated. I can only think of Cal Ripken and now this Hulk Hogan streak against the Iron Sheik. I mean, UCLA winning championships. No, you know what? That doesn't ring a bell. No, sorry, man. That's that's a wooden thing. Uh, you know, Sergeant Slaughter people like to talk about versus Sheik, but Slaughter became an Iranian sympathizer and joined the Iron Sheik, and then of course Traitor. Sheik joined Nikolai Volkov, the big alliance where Nikolai Volkov would sing the Russian anthem. I didn't like when they booed him. I thought he gave it his all. But they were very angry against them. It was different times in the 80s. The 80s were a different time. You know, Qatar, they really pulled off the bait and switch on the World Cup. They let everyone think, oh, it's fine. You can have all the sex you want. You could drink like crazy. There's going to be beer here. You want to wear, you know, rainbows and stuff for, you know, good causes? Go right ahead. And then the night before the tournament, they're like, psych. No rainbows. (laughs) No beer. No sex. And their stadium looks like a glass of beer. Oh. You have you look look at the main Wait. stadium. It looks like a glass of beer with like the frothy top no, of the no, beer no, coming no. over. Wait a second. No, it's amazing how you, the man, right away go, oh, that's a glass of beer, which I mean, all right, men like beer. But then Britt, the woman, said, No, it looks like a vagina. <laughs> I thought I saw a meme where there's one stadium that they said when you look at it from top down, down. it looks like that's a usually vagina. when you look at it. It's now big, sometimes it's a big vagina. You, you get lucky. <laughs> you look at it, you know, bottom up. I mean, that sometimes is a lot more fun. That vagina's had a lot of men in it, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 80,000 people in there. You know, people tragically passed away while building a giant vagina in Qatar. But I saw that, too. Did you see the one hot Iranian fan? Oh, I loved her. You know what? If she needs citizenship, see, I can tell my wife, I'm trying to do a good thing. I'm trying to bring over someone from Iran with all their human rights issues, and I'm going to save her and bring her to my house. But you know what happened after a month of me being with this woman? She'll go back to Iran. (laughs) She'll go right back to... To the <laughs> desert and all the, you know, all the horrible Iran things. Is better America, than no the Batshik house. <laughs> all right, I don't need to drive, all right? I mean, I, don't, I can't hang out with that guy anymore. Brittany just showed me the picture of the stadium. It is a vagina. But I could probably see the vagina in just about anything. My mom actually used to paint. She was a big art teacher. And all of her pictures would be like vases and fruits. But every one of them, I'm telling you, you looked at it long enough, you go, that's a vagina. That's now I know why you walked around your whole life with a boner. I'm it's getting a boner. Of course, my mom used to paint nude men as an artist. She thought that was quite you know, Okay, artsy. now paint nude men. So she would have a model there in front of her naked, or she would just paint your father from memory? She has painted <laughs> She has painted my father naked. I've never seen that, but he's got it. And he talked about it. He's like, you should ask your mother what she drew in 74. Uh, there's, a, there's a great picture. Now, apparently he was, like, when that Seinfeld episode came out with Costanz on the couch. He's like, I did that before him. But I do know that my mother once came home from an art class when me and my brother were young and she put all her paintings up and they were covered by like a sheet. And my brother was like, Ma, I want to see what you did. And pulled the sheet. My mom's like, oh, no, look at that one. It was a naked man with a boner. That was sexting in the 70s. (laughs) That's how they did it. They would just deliver it. And, you know, my mother's defense was that the guy just got excited. So she just kept painting. So Your father wasn't jealous? My father was like, so what did you wear that day? The pain class that that happened, but really it was just a gust of wind. You know that could happen at any I mean, time. I guess, or she was painting with her legs spread open and a skirt on. That's my mother you're yes. talking about. And yes, I think you're correct. Michael, that's true. You're crazy. You're really crazy. You're cracking up. 
very stupid. You know, Michael, you really, sometimes you don't make any sense. Michael, I'm signing off. Look, so many things happened in the world of sports this week. A big topic was Jeff Saturday and his timeouts, and how he's down by a touchdown, decided for whatever reason not to use a timeout, and then even said after the game that time is not of the essence. I mean, you have a clock that's ticking down to zero. Of course it's of the essence. You're only 30 seconds, but all these coaches stink at time management. I would say, I think I need to go around and talk to these coaches. I can get it done in two minutes or less every single time. Every time? Every time. The two-minute drill expert. I don't need anybody in the room either. Every (laughs) single time, two minutes or less. I saw there was a big study that came out that porn is like damaging to society. How could that be? I mean, it's damaging to my phone and all the viruses. So technology, maybe, but it's something you kind of need. You just can't use the imagination any longer. So I'm not going to blame Jeff Saturday for that. He needs to learn from me. Every other single coach stinks at time management, including the Dallas Cowboys head coach, Mike McCarthy, even though they're having a hell of a year. You know, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, was on uh, Sean and RJ, the big show on 105.3, the fan in Dallas, and was discussing his franchise, and uh, things went really well. Be joining us here real soon. Excuse me. Yep. Get he's choking on a sucking <laughs> Better still have about a big shot of Jack. Oh, and you see, that's my guy. An old man, even on his last breath. You know what he's thinking of? <laughs> I want to take a shot. But was that worse than when Mad Dog Chris Russo choked on the air? Uh, that is in the AFC. But right now, with the Baltimore... Excuse me. <laughs> Maybe Jimmy Trainer couldn't put this up. On his uh, on his website on his um, on his page. Anyway, right now the Baltimore win <laughs> makes them the three seed. Now let's hear Jerry Jones and Dog choking together. Uh, that is in the AFC, but right Me now with the Baltimore. Thing. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Jimmy Trainer couldn't put this up. On his uh, on his Get website, his, um, on his page. <laughs> anyway, right now the border for a win makes them the three seed. Still have about a big shot of Jack. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> those hosts were interesting. They actually sat back. It was dead silence. Yeah, w- either laugh or offer assistance. Like, are what you are okay, Jerry? Do? Like, are you all right? You all what right? Are you okay? Going to do? It's just like you know. It shows that you care. They were like, yeah, let's just sit and wait this one out. Like, like oh, this is good radio. This <laughs> is good, man. We get you. If Jerry Jones dies on our air. This is going to be a big boost in the ratings. This is our big break. <laughs> this could be good. Of course, college football was a huge topic of conversation this week with the rankings, with the top four being Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and of course, you guys thought I forgot the, the rankings? You were right. TCU and number four, USC. If they all went out this weekend, well, then that's going to be our top four college football playoffs, which would suck. Oh, love it. No, that'd be awful. TCU's got to lose. We've got to get TCU out, oh. unfortunately. My favorite coach is not a part of the college football football playoffs. Mike Leach, my Amazing. guy from Mississippi State, who after his last win, well, this happened with a reporter. Congratulations on the win. All right, thank you. You too. She said, congratulations on the win, and Mike Leach <laughs> turned to the reporter and said, thanks, you too. <laughs> you know, you always get caught. This happens in life where you get caught saying you too. And you're like, oh, God, what did I just say? And I don't know if Mike Leach even cares about what he says, but he did turn to the reporter and was like, oh, yeah, you too. She had nothing you know to do the with worst? the win. You go to an airport, you go to, like, the convenience store in the airport, whatever, the Hudson News, whatever it's called, and you buy, like, snacks and a water, and the person behind the counter says, have a good flight, and you say, yeah, okay, thanks, you too. 
Oh my god. They're not flying. They work yeah. there. <laughs> They're not leaving right. any if they have a good flight, there's gonna be nobody working at the store. Once you say and you realize you're like, Oh my god, I just said you two have a good flight, do you then turn and go, I mean for the next time you take a flight? No, I said I mean I have a good day. Like you just you, you, you just keep yourself. going, right? You don't know what to do I know. in that spot. I mean a couple weeks ago I was in one where I was like, you Enjoy your meal. Too. I was picking up street food. Enjoy your meal. I'm like, Thanks, you too. And I'm like, What did I just say? <laughs> I just said I mean they're not eating. So I actually stopped and turned back and said, I mean, when you have your lunch break, which made it even weirder. That's even weirder. <laughs> that's oh, that's so weirder. But weirder. I'm always caught in the, the lunch too. break. And- you don't even realize what you're saying when they go, you know, Merry Christmas, you too. All right, though, that's fine. Somebody goes, hey, happy birthday. Oh, thanks, you too. <laughs> well, no, it's not my birthday. Oh, sorry. I, you know, I just didn't know what to say. See, I-, I want other people to get caught up in it. Like my wife, when I say, oh, God, you were great in bed. That was so yeah. awesome. That was like such great sex. You were awesome. You too. She never says it, though, Lou. <laughs> That's where I want her to say you too. I mean, can you say it? When I'm like, ah, oh, Beth, you look so damn hot. No, she never says it, man. It's just silence. No, it's just a thanks, and that's it. Whenever I give my wife a compliment at all, it's always, who did you bang? It's always, what did you do? Every time. Why are you trying to be nice to me? What are you? Oh, always the why. Every time, why? It's so foreign that I'm such like a nice guy and giving a compliment. And I get it. That means I'm a piece of crap. But every time I do say, oh, God, you look beautiful. She goes, why? What did you do? What? It got nothing to do with what I did. You look good. Dude, it's the same thing in my life. I give her, I say anything nice. She's like, what do you want? What do you need from me? Now, it turns out every time I give her a compliment, she goes, well, why? What do you need? I'm like, I want to have sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe maybe she's right about that, but I'm not doing anything wrong, all right, honey? I I always say you two to my friends. Like, when they're like, happy Hanukkah or something Jewish like that, I always say you two, and none of them are Jewish. Hey, good job. Hey, you two. You two. (laughs) Good job. That's a big Friday night celebration. You know when you don't say you two when you're like, hey, who's the greatest band? You too? Blink-182. Blink-182 is the answer there. (laughs) You're so right. You too? I always said Radiohead better than you too. Oh, Radiohead's much better. Way better. I'm a creep. I'm a loser. No, it's a loser. I thought it was I'm a loser. What the hell are we doing here? I don't belong here. Why would he say he's a winner? He's a weirdo. weirdo. I said weirdo. He said weirdo. (laughs) He's a weirdo. (laughs) All right, that makes more sense. Now, look, I was a weirdo, but I was a good husband as uh, Thanksgiving happened, of course. It's time to recap it. I went to upstate New York. We had a drive up there where my daughter threw up twice, but we never stopped the car. We drive the garbage bags as barf bags because we're always prepared, and the Babchicks have a very weak constitution. And when I went up there, my mother-in-law refused to allow us to stay in her house because she only has one toilet, and she says we have too many people deucing. I mean, there is a backyard. That's what I said to her. I said, you got two boys, all right? We're men. Me and my 11-year-old son, we could do one and two back there. Or just give us the bucket. Well, you know, that negotiation failed, so we stayed in a hotel, and of course, we all know what happened. Courtesy of Morning Man with Devin Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Cologne. I did complain to the hotel, and I demanded a full refund. What was my complaint? Here we go. The AC was broken. Second choice. The room was not cleaned because it was Thanksgiving. Did we complain that it was a bad breakfast? Bad breakfast. Or the fourth choice, the pool was too cold, the indoor pool. Which one of those complaints did we give to the hotel while demanding a full refund? Well, the answer is all the above. You use oh them all when God. you're trying to get a full <laughs> refund, guys. You use them all. What's wrong with you? Yeah, amateur. You use them all. I said the trip was ruined because the pool was too cold, and we only picked this hotel because my kids wanted to jump in the pool, and they actually said we got lucky because the pool was actually broken. All in all, we got 70 bucks back. Didn't get the full refund. My wife's not satisfied. She'll be writing an email to corporate later today. You literally checked in looking to get a refund. Always. 
you was looking for an out when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, that's my family. <laughs> that's life. I've been looking for an out for years. It ain't happening. So when you have five kids in a room, you're definitely going in and saying, how do we just survive this trip together on this Thanksgiving without killing each other? And yes, getting back some cash. And that's the only way. Anyone else notice that Mike considers he and his wife kids when he says five kids in the room? Now you have three kids, two adults. No, it's it, it's five children of their own. The biggest rivalry, it's not Michigan-Ohio State. Michigan rolled all over them. We know that. It's Bethany Babchik now versus Joey Babchik, the 11-year-old. I've been <sighs> replaced. Those two just went at it like crazy in a tiny room, no less. I ended up one night, I slept on the floor because I was so sick of feeling my son's boner or my wife's leg. It was Sophie's choice. Which one is it? Your wife's leg farting up a storm. At one point, I'm like, are you making egg salad? What is happening with your stomach? So it was either farts in the leg or Joey's boner. I chose the floor. Guys, did I choose wisely? I don't know. But I slept in the middle of a floor in between the two beds. I don't think we could do this trip anymore in one room. I think we finally... Oh, you don't say... I think we've ended it yeah, all. Yeah, I think your low years has too. I think, <laughs> well, I think really we, five I think people, one room. Really, anytime you open up to your kid's one. cock on your back, that means you. Oh <laughs> God! Still Jesus using one Christ. bathroom, by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're still using the bathroom, and then we clogged that toilet too. So maybe mom was right. I was at my mother-in-law's house, and uh, my wife had a salad, so she asked her mom, "What dressing do you have in the fridge? You got Italian? Got blue cheese?" And my mother-in-law said, "No, no, I don't do dressings anymore." My wife is like, well, what do you put on your salad? She goes, taco sauce. <laughs> I use taco sauce. That is unbelievable. All right, well, here's the thing. What if you put a little chopped meat in the salad? Then is the taco That's sauce okay? No, no, disgusting. no, no, no. She does no meat, too, on the salad. So she'll have lettuce, cucumbers, tomatoes, and taco sauce. I got to be honest. This is my type of chick right here. <laughs> I, got a little, I love taco sauce. You put a little cheese I on agree. it, and I think you can make this Brittany, work. That disgusting. sounds disgusting. Taco sauce instead of dressing. She's just doing it on like a Caesar salad, <laughs> but hold the dressing. I got my taco sauce. <laughs> that seems like a wild move. The other thing, I was talking to my brother-in-law, so I just try to say the most insane things just to get through the day, but I was like, if your wife and your mom switched bodies and you had to be with one oh, of them to switch them back, who are, you you bang? Bang, who are you banging? You're, you're banging your wife's body with your mom's But then your mom, or... you're banging your mom. Not her body, but her actual mind. <laughs> and every, <laughs> like she her, will remember this. <laughs> all of her commentary is your mother. Now, you're right. The voice might still sound like your wife's yeah. voice, but it's your mother. And she can't close her eyes. It's a bad question. <laughs> it's a horrible question. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's no right answer. Okay, we're all wrong here. There's no right answer. I'm giving up my dick for America. That's it. I'm, that's I'm it. I'm Christian Pulisic. That's, that's the answer. I'm giving up my dick. That's the situation where you give up your dick. That is a tough question. Now here's Adam Shine, Shine on Sports, with his answer on Thanksgiving leftovers. Thanksgiving's a two-day holiday. Thursday, all day. Friday, do it again. Then it's over. What? Once Saturday hits... Yeah. Thanksgiving is over. No, it's over. It's over. What? Because it's too much. The same thing. You can't do it. You can't do it. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I have four plates, two dinners, consecutive dinners, four plates, same meal. I can't do another one. You gotta love turkey. My turkey was stupendous, tremendous, and absolutely phenomenal. The Shine 3. I speak in three adjectives. I'm obsessed with cranberry sauce. I can't get enough gravy. I want to have sex covered in mashed potatoes. I'm Planet Delusional. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning Afters. We're going to talk about testosterone, dog debating dog, and plungers. <laughs> That's all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. Welcome back to the show starring a man with less pride than anyone I know. And I know people. Mike Babchick's Morning After. Take it away, Babchick. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM. Channel 82 is a recap of the week uh, that was with my friends uh, Louis Gold, Brittany Smith, and maybe one more. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast, and I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Oh, anywhere. Hey, joining us on his weekly spot. Even um, on the set of GMA? Oh, <laughs> good morning, America's got some spiciness going on. As, oh, yeah, it's so good. Pop culture is what it's all about. <laughs> She's pretty hot, too, that Amy Robach chick. Amy Robach yeah. is now, yeah. you know, having a romantic affair with uh, the co-host of GMA, TJ Holmes. And, of course, both of them had spouses that they both coincidentally separated from in late August at the exact same time. If you're going to do this affair thing, maybe you got to stagger that separation. <laughs> they TJ did upgraded, the by the way. TJ definitely upgraded. Yeah, he did. He did. And he, Amy, went, he oh. went from a Hyundai to a Mercedes. But Amy oh, That's did, a hell of an upgrade. I think Amy's with an actor. She so, was with Elizabeth Shue's brother, I think, right? Is that oh, so she downgraded. So she, All right, so she went from a Mercedes to a Hyundai. She All still right. got hotter, though, because of this, right? <laughs> yes, that it's going on right now, which makes me want to watch Good Morning America. I'll tell you something. Eddie Erickson, I know what he was watching this past week as your big project was cleaning out all the porn that you've downloaded over the years off your computer. <laughs> Care to share? <laughs> Incognito, bro. No, I had to go. I had to. I had to get rid of a site rip. You know, back in the day, I, where I would go to uh, various BitTorrent sites and just hit download. Ten gigs of uh, college rules. Oh yeah, this guy downloads porn. I had to clean it out. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever oh downloaded. Now my, my dad always had a file. My, my dad is a Jewish man, and he had a file on his computer that said unkosher. <laughs> it's like what a wow! No, old you. school, man. Me and Jack are old school. <laughs> we like to it. own it. We <laughs> like to own it. Well, you're the same guy that won't put music on his iPhone, right? No, I, don't I like do that. to own my content. Yeah, I don't want to stream. Now, the stuff that Eddie was sending me was great <laughs> stuff. I mean, no doubt. I mean, he's got great taste. I think I was only seeing the end scenes. You sent me one scene with a with a woman who I've never seen <laughs> so bored during <laughs> sex. We and then, caught her, and then you could tell a second later she was like, "Oh my god, I'm on camera," and she's like, "Oh, that was great." Oh, but this scene, that this 10-second clip that Eddie sent, she's actually like scratching her nose and looking around the room like, oh, my God, when is this going to be over? And then she's like, oh, that's right. I'm being paid for this. And you oh. know what I noticed in watching a lot of them in sequence? I had 85. 85, like, half-hour videos. Is so needs a half an hour. That's, I mean, why? It seems like such an inordinate amount of porn. Yeah, well, I had three hours of show to kill, and true, I was skimming true. through them while I was screening calls. And Dare Dorm and College Rules, but it was Dare Dorm. Texas, Dare Dorm, Ohio, yeah, Dare, yeah. you know, all, all various states and supposed universities. The best thing was the room looked the same for all of them, but they would just change the banners. <laughs> it's always the same. I was like, buffet. wow, all these university dorm rooms are very similar. They would change the posters, the banners, but they great. all had the same bunk bed. And they all got they the, the same, same shitty bunk bed. Every one of them had the same bed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that must be a dorm thing. Then I went to college. I'm like, well, where's where's my bunk bed? I'm double teaming this poor girl, and one guy slamming his head on the top of the bunk bed. Oh, everyone. Now, now we do think though that there are some that are actually amateurs, right? But oh man, right? I, I'm not saying the girls are. I can't can't tell. I've seen a couple of multiples. And Rob Gronkowski's old girlfriend from Arizona, 
Remember the BB Jones? She is in several of them. This is where she made her debut, I believe. Oh, so you send me those, man. Now that you but have some of the <laughs> send me those. Some of the guys are definitely amateurs. I always think like, oh, they're amateurs, and then I realize in the clicks you see all their names, and you click in like seven hundred videos for and like, <laughs> oh wait a minute, man, don't ruin the fans. Oh, this isn't a regular girl from a dorm. That's something uh, you don't want to see. The <laughs> other thing, dorm. the other thing, conversation I was having with Eddie this week is the worst thing you want to see before a uh, sexy time. With your uh, significant other, with the wifey, the worst thing you want to see is a plunger, right? Yeah, you know <laughs> that's the worst. Especially if it's sticking out of the toilet. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like right before sexy time. Now, like you know, me and my wife, of course, I beg, I do chores around the house, I do chore play, I do whatever she wants just to get it. And I have to pick up the kids at school, act like a father, and she'll give me some loving. And she usually likes to go, "All oh, right, I got to go to the bathroom real quick," and I'm and I'm fine with that. Clean things up, no more, you know, smell the chicken McNugget. Maybe get a spritz or two. <laughs> And then she goes and she comes or back three. and she's like, I just dropped a huge deuce. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm fine Always with that. Always a romantic. I'm, I'm okay with that. But Eddie, you walked into something that you were not okay with. Well, I don't. I just don't want to see the, the plunger sticking out of the toilet because then I know it was trouble. That's a lot of trouble. Mm. Yeah, plunger means crime scene, which means, you know what? Maybe we'll skip it this week. Yeah, plunger means there's a two-day buffer. A plunger means oh, Mount Vesuvius. Yeah, Mount Vesuvius. It's always Mount Vesuvius. I don't know where Mount Vesuvius is, but it's a high mountain. That's what you were dealing with there. But isn't it clean now? Like, if you didn't see the plunger, she still had that, right? So what does it matter? You see, you saw the plunger. You don't, you, oh, big deal. See no evil, hear no evil. That's, That's it. Great That's movie, right. by the way. It, that's exactly right. Great movie. How about Mad Dog Chris Russo this week on Mad Dog Unleashed? Now, uh, Eddie said, you know, we got a clip that, Mike, you're going to have to play, and... uh we're going to play it right now as Mad Dog Chris Russo was debating Jeff Saturday, one of the big topics of the week, his time management and a loss to the Steelers on Monday Night Football. The idea that the Colts lost that game because of clock management, which is what I've read today, and you indicated that too, is absurd. They did not lose the game because of clock management. Colin, you, Colin, on Sunday afternoon, Colin, you're breaking down the soccer at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and now I'm going to listen to you tell me. Now I'm going to listen. Well, how do I know you watch? Colin, how do I know you watch the game? I don't know you watch the game. Maybe the Islanders play? You're not a football fan. Let's. Let's. Uh, I didn't, uh, Colin. I didn't ask for your. I didn't ask Colin. I didn't ask for your opinion on it. But thank you. Fourth and three. Let's do the update. Our good buddy is Chris Depresti here on Mad Dog Unleashed. What the hell, Mad Dog Chris Russo on the air just debating himself, <laughs> debating the invisible a man, in a voice in his head, some random person <laughs> named Colin. What happened during Mad Dog Unleashed? And then we'll throw it to Chris Depresti with the update. What was that? So, first of all, Dog's been super ultra defensive of Jeff Saturday to the point now where he's gone the other way, even though when he sees something that he knows is wrong, he's still defending him. You well, can't yeah, defend like his clock management yeah. in that last drive. I, you just can't. No, of course not. You had three timeouts. You got to use one somewhere just to settle the team down. So a caller calls in and is getting on him about it. Now he's dug in. Now he's fighting. He's going to defend this guy right, wrong, or indifferent. Then a voice from out of nowhere appears in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Our engineer slash senior producer slash jack yeah. of all trades. <laughs> yeah. Colin yeah. Schmeling. Schmeling. Is in his ear telling right. him that he, he's wrong. And that set him off. Wow. And so now, instead of Colin coming on the air so we can all understand what's happening, there's dead air and moments of Chris reacting to nothing. <laughs> 
just yelling. This is insanity. It really is. We've we all gone off the deep right, end. Look, I, first of all, I don't understand Colin getting in Dog's ear to heckle him. He's got a heckler now. You're wrong. It's like almost I like was, the comedian that's booing him. Yeah, Colin likes to poke at Dog when, when he feels like he's getting out of his, his lane, if you will. He likes to try to shove him back in. But who the hell reason. is Colin? Instead of just letting him go. Let yeah. him go. Let him go. That's what let him rant and rave. That's the whole thing. So he wants him to stop with the yelling, which is all we want from Dog. We like, we like we Dog to dance. We like him as our ranter and raver, and he likes to get in his ear. And then if you're going to do that, how about you turn your microphone on that you, by the way, control so dogs not debating. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Nuts. You got to turn your mic turn on. Turn your mic on. So imagine somebody's sitting there, and they're listening to Mad Dog Chris Russo. They don't know the inner workings of the show. They don't no. know who Colin is. Everybody knows Eddie, but you don't know who Colin is. You think Dog just had some sort of medical emergency where he's listening to a voice in his head, and then we throw to an update. That was on the air, folks. On the air. It still kind of worked. <laughs> yeah. that, and Dog got extra pissy about that because there's a backstory there where Colin was texting Chris on Sunday afternoon in the witching hour, the biggest oh, wow. hour of NFL, Football. where where all of Dog's bets that he was winning went to shit in one, one swoop. Awesome. He's got Washington on the goal line trying to keep his cover, and Colin's texting him about the World Cup. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> He's got all his money. He's got all his so money on football. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh man. This that's what no set feel. him off, really, was the fact that Collins texted him about how great the World Cup action is. And Dog's got, you know, six-month salary for the average there person riding on uh, Marcus Mariota and whether or not he can complete a first and ten. I got first five goal. grand. I got five grand. I think I need to hear about Croatia and Denmark. <laughs> I mean, we got a game here. In the th Mariota, first and goal from the four. About to take the lead, and he throws a pick. And you got, and there's there's Colin saying, Saudi Arabia just tied. Uh, this is, I just love the idea that he gets in his ear while he's ranting. And say, oh, You're yeah. wrong. 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 I mean, that is that I mean, would is drive that me crazy. He well, he yeah. said something. And then, then again, Louis, we'll never know. Because Colin decided not to turn his mic on. So we'll never know what exactly Colin said. And now here's Chris Lepresti with the sports bite. Uh, now, there was one thing uh, this week on Morning Man with Devin Cole, Mike Patrick, Willie Colon that fired up Eddie Erickson. Let's hear this clip. Bengals center, Ted Carras, who's Harris. my new favorite fo Yeah, him. He's my new favorite football player. As he was walking off the field, you he know was yelling about this. You know clearly before, if you're going to say that. Just keep going. You're right about that. Here he is yelling at the Tennessee crowd. Fuck you! Right up yours, Tennessee! Fuck you! Fuck you! Wow. Okay, so his grandfather and his great uncles played in the NFL. His great uncle is Alex Karras, who, if you remember, what TV show was he on? Full House? I don't know. He was on what Webster. Show? Webster? He the one that Babs, I think, would know would be Webster. He was on Webster. He was like the dad on Webster, Babs. You oh and my people God. should know this stuff. You know what? In my mind, that was Larry Zonka. And so, okay, there's Alex. <laughs> oh, uh, Alex Kirsch, yeah. Yeah, that's him. I'm looking right now at the picture. Of course, yeah. you know, he lost his parents, right? In my mind, Larry Zonka adopted Webster. <laughs> okay, so I take it back. <laughs> the mind is such an interesting thing. Um, oh, so, no, uh, good show. They need to remake that the show with, with Larry Webster? Zonka. <laughs> Larry Zonka is Alex Karras and Mike Babchek is Webster in the oh. Webster remake. I got to defend you. He does kind of look. 
like <laughs> Alex Karras. They look exactly alike with Thank the mustache, kind of like old school porn star. And, you know, when you think of like big burly man with 70s porn star, you think of Dick Butkus, Larry Zonka, and Bob Golick, even though he didn't have a mustache. But he's involved. <laughs> it's funny that that's, that was your confusion, too. Normally, people would confuse Gary Coleman with Emmanuel uh, <laughs> Lewis. That's usually the that's yeah. that's usually the confusion. The short little actor who never grew. I went the wrong way there, and it's funny. I'm like I like how Evan kept saying like, "Of all people, you should know this." I mean, just because the, the, he's short and I'm short doesn't mean we got this. Yeah, the Lollipop Guild, Michael J. Fox, and Webster, and of course, who's, who you fooling, Gary Willis, Coleman. or whatever. Like you know, see, I'm, I don't even remember the line. Who you fooling, Willis, was not in. Let's not. I don't want to get any angry. He's going to start screaming about? at me. You You're not about? a details guy. Different strokes. Come, Come on. on. Get it together. <laughs> now, Eddie, why did this clip uh, compel you so much, though? Well, because I want to live in a world, because remember, this is their office, right? They're at work. I understand it's not the traditional work. That's why I hate when people compare, well, you can't do that. No shit, you can't do that in an office. Because I can't run around going, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, man. I would love that. That would be pretty awesome. Could you, well, could you, Louis, see, could you I, imagine if I could just walk out? We could just walk out of the office, right? And I got uh, serious hits one next to me or whatever. This fuck you, oh. serious hits one. You like <laughs> that? Yelling at everyone. You like that? We just had a class A show. I would love that if I could just walk around the hallway like that. Oh yeah, Radio Andy, you got some issues with me. I got issues with you. Screw you, Radio Andy. Screw you. Hey, volume. <laughs> hey, hey, I can get loud too. Volume. Let's get it on. Fair yeah. way, I want to walk out and see dog coming out of high heat. That's my oh. favorite. Fuck you, High Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, bitch. That I have said, actually. Location, too, matters. It's like, <laughs> Studio 4. Yeah, you're hosting uh, Conan O'Brien. Well, screw you, Studio 4. You got nothing on me. Nothing. We got cameras. High def. <laughs> we got chairs in here. Three are broken. But we got chairs. Jared Moore's gone. Oh, NBA oh. Radio. Up yours, NBA Radio. Stick it where the sun don't shine. Up yours. <laughs> That's all I heard, man. I just want to live in that world. I want to live in a world where your testosterone is just, I mean, that guy was just frothing at the mouth. He just wanted to fight a big, nasty offensive lineman. That's what I want to be, man. Just walking around, sweating, long hair, tats up and down your arms, man. Just looking like you want to fight. And right at work. I mean, while you're getting getting paid for it. At work. When next time dog goes, hey, you know, these cuts, they weren't that great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you wait for the end of the show. The music plays at the end, and then you let him have it. When this all started, Eddie's like, I wish I could do this. I've actually seen you do these things in the office. <laughs> I think you have done some of these things. In our office, we're all together. I've seen Eddie walk out, and he was that guy, Ted Carreras Carreras. Ted Webster. Carras. Carras. That's the guy. You know, Carreras. one more thing I want to talk about with the NFL. <laughs> Eddie, you think I'm onto something? I think Aaron Rodgers, after he took this uh, Hayaska drug, he was sipping ayahuasca. Hayaska. He was. Well, you really can't say that. No way. And I, you know what? I'll never get that right. It doesn't matter how many times. But after his, you know, discovery session, where he went out into the desert and I basically ate dirt, I think he's been affected by that. Are, do you agree with me that maybe this uh, high-powered drug has led to bad decision making by Aaron Rodgers? That's why he sucks. One hundred percent. And I had, I have, a, we have a track record to prove it. I know two other really high-profile people who, after their ayahuasca deals. Have never been the same. Actually, three. Okay, I like this. Robin Quivers, the Howard Stern Show, You're number right. one, never been the same. The news of Robin never as good since. Tony Soprano, well, he never recovered after that trip to Vegas in the desert. Towards the end of his entire yeah. crew. Yeah. yeah. And Jim Morrison, look what happened. Oh, he Shortly was after. Gone. Gone. It gives you the brain fog. Wait, oh, and Joe Rogan. 
Oh, <laughs> Joe Rogan is more successful than ever. <laughs> All right, let's take him off the list. Uh, I'll give well, you one more. Now. I'll give you one more. Steve Torrey. You know, after Steve Torrey took the Hayaska, you know, his checklist went from like 13 of things he had to do that week to 642. <laughs> he has an entire yellow legal pad full of stuff filled he just, with things. He just never got around to anything. It just he just keeps adding to it. That schedule making of his, you know, it's never been the same. I like to go to Steve Torrey, the big program director of Mad Dog Sports Radio. If you go to his office when he's not there, just look at the yellow legal pad and write down something. I used to like to write, give a raise to Babs. That's genius. More snacks. And then eventually he eventually he would get down to it. Like three weeks later, he'd go, uh, there's no way you're getting a raise, but I will get you more snacks. I'm like, Steve, I wrote that three weeks ago. How long does it take to get through your list of this things to do? All right, we got a lot more to get to. Thank you, Eddie. On Patrick's Morning Afters, we're going to talk about Uncle Steve. Bagels and bopkas. That's all coming up next. R.I.P. <laughs> Thank you. It's all coming up next right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. You think your hangover's bad now? <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse. Here's Mike Babchick. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82, recapping the week that was with my friends, uh, Louis Gold and Brittany Smith, the producers of Morning Man and Babchick's Morning After. For now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. And I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Yes, anywhere. Even while uh, falling off a cruise ship and you're treading water for 15 hours in open ocean? <laughs> you know, that was a crazy story. There was a drunk guy, young guy, in his early 20s who was vaping outside, apparently, and then he fell overboard and then floated for 15 hours, actually survived. They found him. They brought him up. He was in the hospital for a little while with some hypothermia, but he made it through, and he, which is crazy. That was it cannot. Michael Phelps fell over? <laughs> All I know is I wouldn't have the stamina or the athleticism to survive. 15 minutes. I get tired treading water for a minute in the pool. <laughs> I got to walk over to the shallow end. it was end. just me. It's not even about tired, though. It's just like the fear of being in the ocean. Was it at night? It's dark as can be oh, yeah. in the ocean. You know, sharks swallowing the water. I'd just be like, I'm done. I'm not surviving this. Yeah, when my family uh, took a big cruise, it was like the one family trip with all the family got together. We all took a cruise. I would be drunk and I would stay away from the side because I just assumed I would fall off. I didn't even like to look out the window. I will tell you, that cruise, I was with my cousin. We met two chicks. Like on the first night, and I told this woman I was from, you know, I was like, oh, I'm still living in Harbor Beach, Queens. I grew up there, but I wasn't living there. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm Sal. I'm Sal from Harbor Beach, Queens. And then she's like, Well, what's your favorite pizza place? And I was like, Oh my God, uh, Ray's. And she goes, Ray's on Jewel Avenue. I was like, That's the one. She's like, You lived around there? I lived down the block. She goes, That's incredible. My my cousin owns the place. What's your last name? And I was like, Oh, I'm in trouble. So I, you know, I, good thing we were on a cruise. Yeah, but she good can't ask the cousin right then. <laughs> Yeah, even though I got through that, she knew I was lying after like two days. We still banged, but the only way I got through it was my cousin was in a room with me, and he was doing his girl at the same time, and I looked over, and she was unbelievably hot, and mine wasn't, so I just stared away. And then at one point, she like looked up, she's like, I'm down here! I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, but it's my cousin over there! So his cousin's banging cousins. You know, that's what it's all about. If you were having relations with your wife... 
and she was fantasizing about another man, and she said his name. Would you be upset? No, or is that not you're okay at all. with that? I'm totally okay with if that. If it helps her, you know, get through it, whatever Anything you're doing. Anything to right. help her. I'm talking to Big Willie Cologne. I want him to come over to the house and, uh, you know, take care of my wife because then we'll figure out is it me or is it her? So you want to be cuckolded? I don't know if I need to be in the room, you know, when I'm, <laughs> you know, sitting there taking notes, you know, and sipping a tea. I just want to uh-huh. know that am I the reason why she doesn't want to have sex anymore and she says it's all dried up down there and her vagina's retired or is it her? If there's anyone who could jump that engine of that old, 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 let's see, uh, Cutlass Supreme, Oldsmobile. If there's anyone, it's, it's Willie Cologne. And this week on Morning Man with Devin Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Big Willie. I told a sad story. Listen to this. My uncle Steve passed away. Oh, Great man, guy. He once called this show as Frankie D in the Bronx. He used to call my local show on WVOX as Frankie D from the Bronx, and he hated He was my only caller. And he hated Alex Rodriguez, and he'd call him Alice Rodriguez. And he, <laughs> and then he thought that he had a big laugh over that. And he loves sports, very competitive and um, we played ping pong together. So my cousin Keith was reminding me. We used to play ping pong. It would be 18 to 12, right? He'd let you win. 18 to 12. And at 18 12, he would turn to Keith or anybody who was playing and go, 18 12, that was a good year. And then he'd kick your ass and then you'd lose 21 to 18. You would have loved that, Evan. Very competitive guy. We once played tennis during Passover, and I'm a varsity tennis player, right? I was in my mid 20s. We're playing tennis together. He beat me wearing black socks all the way to his knees and penny loafers, and he was 65. And, uh, you know, at, at that point, he had, he had so many surgeries that he had a bag and everything, and he still beat me. And so he was dealing with a lot of health problems for years, uh, and he was battling cancer forever, and he would never stop smoking cigarettes. And my cousin Matt was uh, telling a story how he was leaving with his mom. That's my Aunt Helen. When he was, like, 10 years old, they're about to leave, like, Steve, you want anything from the supermarket? And Uncle Steve said, yeah, I want an erection. Go get it for me, because it was all these surgeries. He wasn't able to get hard anymore. Oh, <laughs> I just want to be clear. This man, may he rest in peace, was not a Babchick. He married into the Babchick. Uh, right? That explains yes, the athletic is, prowess. Yeah. Yes, he was a much better athlete. Uh, the Solomons were better athletes than the Babchicks, no doubt. Uh, one time he looked at me, he's like, oh, man, Mike, you look like shit. How did you get such a nice woman or any woman to ever touch you? Right. And the fact that you were able to produce these beautiful kids, like, how? They're clearly not yours. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Now, I was, uh, you know, the funeral, I was trying to get out early, and I was with my 11-year-old son, Joey Babs. Of course, we cut. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Not surprised. It was a big parking what, lot, and traffic? I didn't get a good spot, and I wanted to kind of beat the traffic. So I'm trying to, you know, get out from the aisle, which is always hard. And I hear the guy behind me who was, like, staring at me, and, and I cut him in front of him. I'm like, oh, man, this guy must be pissed. And I didn't recognize him, and he goes, wow, Babchick's always skipping the line. Just like your son. No wonder he took the shortcut from first to third, and he ran over the pitching mound. And I turn around, and I'm like, oh, my God, man. How do you know that? He goes, I'm a foul. A1 from day one. Been listening for six years. I'm like, that's amazing. What's your name, man? He goes, it's Justin. Uh, I'm I'm your cousin's brother-in-law. We met like 15 times. (laughs) Every time I say I'm a foul, and every time you go, hey, man, that's great. What's your name? He goes, I saw you last year. (laughs) You look different, buddy. You want a sticker? He goes, you've given me 10 stickers. (laughs) You want a (laughs) sticker. At your uncle's funeral, you're trying to give away foul stickers as you're leaving early, cutting somebody off who's, in essence, your cousin that you don't recognize. Yes. And I said, you got to come to the car. I'll give you a sticker and a band. He goes, you actually mailed me a bracelet. What would Babchick do? We've met a hundred times. I said, oh, that's, that's something.
uh, give me one more. My Aunt Helen said to me, she goes, you still on the radio? I said, yeah. She said, oh, that's great. So where do you go from here? What's next? <laughs> I said, Th- this is where I go. This is, this I, is I the end game. Right. I already, this is the end game, folks. <laughs> There's no other place to go. And she you goes, oh, that's good. I'm putting that this on That was amazing. You. I'm putting it on you because you've had too many family members. I don't talk about my members. job. Well, you've had too many family members that ask that question and then ask the follow-up about where you go from here, what's next, that kind of stuff. You've done a horrible job of explaining to your family that you actually made it and made it in a big way. I don't want to brag. I don't want to talk about myself. Now, you I don't want to brag? Uh, yeah. You know what? I am very <laughs> odd. I know it. I will wear a shirt with my face on it. But I will never go in and say, hey, I'm on the radio, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I don't do it. So I they have that. no idea. So when my, my aunt goes, where do you go from here? I go, I'm here. <laughs> Here's where I am. There's no place to go. One more. My cousin Matt went up to my wife, Bethany. She's like, oh, man, Joey is so great. And that's my 11-year-old. He's so nice and, and sweet and quiet and cool and appreciative and handsome. I mean, he's so different than Mike. It's so strange. He's so much better than Mike. And I'm like, Matt, I'm standing right here. He goes, I know. There you have it. <laughs> oh, boy. That's the support of the family. Hey, man, I'm not one to brag about my great success, but, uh, I mean, I would never do it. I, actually, I really I really don't do it. because You don't brag. You make really fun don't. of yourself. That's yeah. what you do. I always assume that the day I brag at that family party, the following Monday I'm fired. <laughs> That's what I always assume. So it's like you never bring it up because you just don't know, man. You just have no idea. I did go to a shiva, which is like a period of mourning for Jews where you go to the house and you bring some food, and I took home a lot of food that was given to the mourners it's a bad job to the actual family and um i just went home with it my father called me this week and he said you never bring home food never from a shiva i it's said known so this is what i did i flipped it i'm like first of all there's a hundred bagels they wanted me to take it i brought a babka but when beth put my babka which is a you know a, a nice baked good right with uh tw- delicious. swirls of chocolate oh babchik's babka so i put it next to another babka from a better bakery i'm like well if there's two competing babkas you took the babka back well, I took mine back because <laughs> nobody would actually go to mine because it was a better babka in like a real nice box from a bakery, not Trader Joe's. So I took back my babka. I took some cookies. I took some sandwiches. All things that they wanted me to take because they said they were just going to throw it out anyway. That's what and all I tell the mourners my, always say. But I tell my father, what's a bigger sin? Waste or taking food from a shiva? Taking food from a shiva. Much bigger sin. Right. You're there to help the mourners. They don't have to worry about these things. They, don't, they shouldn't even have to get up off the couch they're mourning but i also should come clean you know my cousin's wife did say if i didn't take the food she was going to give it to the local firehouse but i say they're great chefs anyway they know how to cook why would they i need that food so you're more taking than that food guy. out of the mouths of local heroes that's what i'm saying <laughs> how dare you that might be worse how dare you and let's bring back eddie erickson producer mad dog Alicia, forever but baptist morning after four now uh with the final words and thoughts on my great Uncle Steve. The postscript to it, and I don't think you did this on the air. We had a call after the show, and we were laughing about Uncle Steve, and then you told me some pretty intimate stuff about his relationship with his wife and kids, and it turns out maybe Uncle Steve not the great guy that you portrayed him <laughs> as. You know what? Maybe Uncle it, it sounds like Uncle Steve was all about Uncle Steve and nobody yeah. else. When Uncle Steve, he was like my dad. You know, he would look around the house. He would break something just so his kids would fix it, and when his kids spent their winter vacations painting his basement, and a few of other things. Um, it turns out that, you know what? The guy just cared about himself like golf, like sports, but he was good to me. And that's all that matters. Is that all that matters? And that is all that 
You know what? You say that all his kids spoke at the funeral, though, right? They all spoke about him, right? But they roasted him. As you now learn about my uncle, his big catchphrase was, I want an erection. And so, I mean, that was his thing. That was more of a roast. All right, but that's fine. But they all found that took the time to talk about him. Says a lot about the guy. My cousin had a great line to start. He goes, you know, when I was reading Uncle Steve the eulogies, because, of course, he needed to see it beforehand. But it's just, you know, he was going to die. But he wanted to know what they were going to say. He wanted to know who would show up. They edited it. He edited a little bit. He edited a couple jokes. He said, don't make me out to be a saint. And my cousin Keith said, that's the easiest thing you've ever asked me. Don't you worry. No one will think you're a saint. But then again, he was Frankie D for the Bronx. That's the way I want to do it. In fact, I want my brother, because he's going to live longer than me, because he had no fun in life, and I had a lot of fun, and now my cholesterol is horrible, triglycerides yeah. bad, and everything else. My liver is kind of shot. Liver. Yeah, but it's kind of <laughs> shot. So obviously, he's going to live longer. I told him, I was like, write your eulogy today about me. I want to see it. I want to edit it a tad. I want to put in my own little notes. Therefore, I'll actually know what people say about me when I'm dead. No, my brother actually said, what makes you think there'll be a ceremony? (laughs) (laughs) So there might not be anything to talk about. If that's the case, you know what? Listen to some old Babchicks Morning After. Download and subscribe anywhere. We're doing the podcast at your funeral. (laughs) Britt, make sure you get up there and say a speech anywhere, even at Mike's funeral. I feel like that's common, too. Like, the fun funniest uncle that you have he's probably a piece of shit as well but he's funny he's funny so whatever <laughs> wait a minute I'm, wait uncle. am i that uncle you know, you're right. wait a second am i think that about, uncle think about my... like the Uh-oh. funniest uncle or relative you have well like yeah. that makes you laugh every time you know what says the most inappropriate jokes <laughs> see mine wasn't a piece of shit he was just a degenerate <laughs> wow i just had a flashback <laughs> to my childhood <laughs> oh my right. god we've all we've all just gotten... uncle billy <laughs> uncle, <laughs> uncle billy. billy who we all laughed at who walked around in a hat that said kfc best fucking chicken in the world his kid actually changed his name because <laughs> he didn't want to be related yeah, to him joined anymore. a cult. You know, well, it all makes sense now. All right, makes it, you know what I'm thinking? Like, I love my Uncle Gary. I talk about him all the time. Wow. He's been unemployed for 40 years, works at a flea market, gets high and drunk every single day. His wife, my aunt, hates him. I mean, maybe, maybe you guys are onto something. But again, if he's good to you, He's good. Hey, Steve Torrey, who's going to be doing updates for my funeral, I think. Steve Torrey, were you pleased with our performance today? I'm not even sure I know. And again, with all disrespect. Well, interesting. Very interesting. So that's, uh, we, we made it. Uh, the, uh, woohoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Oh, yes. Another episode of Babchicks Morning After. In the books for Louis Gold, Brittany Smith, and yes, Eddie Erickson. And thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC. They listen on the bowl. Nice foul's their leader, and he tells you that. Betting Freddie Foul made a soccer bet on Team USA to win while sitting on the bowl listening to Morning After. Until next time, it is time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time. Babchick's Morning After is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, which of course you do, please give a five-star rating. Leave a review. Five stars. Let's go. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. If you can't get enough of me, tune in to Morning Men. Weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82 or listen anytime on the SXM app.